It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 25th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow us on Twitter or follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's win over the Toronto Raptors and a little bit about the Magic's loss to the Chicago Bulls as, as it becomes necessary. And then talk a little bit about how several players have stepped up to fill the void for the Orlando Magic throughout the year. And most specifically from Sunday's game, Jaron Grant stepping in and providing a big boost and what that means for the larger point of the season. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with that same level of detail. You can check out Locked On Knicks to get your leg up on the New York Knicks, the Magic's opponent on Tuesday. Want to learn about the team the Magic are chasing in the playoffs, the Charlotte Hornets, you check out Locked On Hornets. Plus you have Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball for your national perspective too. You can find that all on the Locked On Podcast. I work to search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for or tell your smart device in your car or at home to play podcasts Locked On and the team you are looking for. Friday night was uh, an interesting night, to say the least. The Orlando Magic falling to the Chicago Bulls 110-109 to in a game that was frustrating, to say the least, because the Magic did not look like the Magic. We expected them to be it. You know, to some extent, they sleptwalked. To some extent, they... Uh, were out of rhythm and rusty from the All-Star break. And to some extent, the Bulls just played a really good game. Orlando took an early lead, but their offense was always a little bit shaky. They let go of the rope defensively in the third quarter, let Chicago take the lead, then put together a really solid fourth quarter to give themselves a chance to win the game. Their fourth quarter, you know, honestly, I felt like watching that entire game that this feels like a playoff team playing a bad team, and it's just a matter of when do they turn it on to win the game. The Magic can't do that, but it felt like that throughout, especially as the Magic had the lead in the first half. But in the second half and and in the fourth quarter, especially Orlando, or in the fourth quarter especially, Orlando took control of that game, and it really just came down to Chicago made some tough shots. The Magic, Steve Clifford, made a big mistake not putting Nikola Vucevic in to, to defend Robin, Robin Lopez, and. Aaron Gordon made a boneheaded mistake fouling Laurie Markkinen on the three. Orlando very well should have won that game. Evan Fournier hitting a three with about six seconds left to put the Magic up one. Gordon then fouled Markkinen on a three-point shot that allowed the Bulls to go up by one uh, to, to, as, as Markkinen made two of the three free throws. That is a winnable game. Chicago is playing better, and, and you know they're not the team that the Magic played earlier in the year, uh, but... That was a game the Magic should have won, and, and they'll come to regret losing that game. 
uh, in some form or fashion because the playoffs are going to be that tight. But chalk some of the issues up to coming out of the All-Star break, you know, missing free throws, just not being in rhythm offensively. That happens when you're off for eight days. So if there was going to be a fluky loss, it was going to be Friday. And I, I said after the game uh, repeatedly that, yes, you could chalk up a lot of things to being flukes, and that's still no excuse for losing the game. The Magic had a chance to win it. They made mistakes. It is on them, it was on them that they lost that game. It wasn't on anyone else. The Magic made all the mistakes. They missed the free throws. They committed the fouls. They you know, didn't have the right lineups in, admittedly. They made the series of mistakes that cost them that game. The good news is they were all correctable. And the beauty of the NBA is, as always, there is always another game on the horizon. There is always another game to get to, to look forward to, to play. And the Magic got to play that game Sunday against a very difficult Toronto Raptors team. Yes, Kawhi Leonard was out, so the Magic lucked out once again, not playing a team at full strength. But they all count the same. Let's not, let's not go crazy about discounting wins when they happen. And Orlando came out with the focus defensively that they're going to need to win games down the stretch. Orlando came out ready to play. Unlike the game against Chicago where they kind of sleptwalked through things and, and really turned it on at the end to, take, to, take, to get a chance to win that game. From the beginning of Sunday's game, Orlando was locked in defensively for the most part. Little pickups here and there, and a stretch in the second quarter where they really didn't, where they kind of let Toronto back in the game and really struggled. But for 45, 44 minutes of this game, the Magic were stellar defensively. And that's the formula they're going to need to win and make the playoffs. That's the formula that's going to be necessary for this team to ultimately achieve its goals. Again, yes, there was no Kawhi Leonard, but holding that Toronto team with all the talent they have, from Mark Gasol to Kyle Lowry to even Pascal Siakam. To hold that team to 41.8% shooting, 11 for 28 from beyond the arc, 39.3% is not bad. To force 13 turnovers against that team, including five from Lowry himself. And only give up 14 free throw attempts. The Magic did what they needed to do to put themselves in position to win. And early on, the offense still looked shaky. Still looked like they were getting their legs under them. It still looked like they were struggling. Not struggling to move the ball. I thought they were getting good shots, but struggling to, to just get that last little inch. But they found a way. Not only did they find a way, their defense was able to carry them until the offense took over. And when that offense took over in the second half, in the third and fourth quarters, third and fourth quarters, second half, when the offense took over, the defense was there and it became a rout. Toronto has the talent and they have the ability to beat the Magic and they missed some open shots too. They, they, they showed a little post-All-Star rust as well. They had the talent to, to, to really give the Magic some problems and, and early on I think they did, even though the Magic were playing good defensively. There were definitely some issues. But Orlando always met the challenge. They never trailed in the second half. They really never trailed for much of the game. 
Toronto was always the one having to do something to come back. And Orlando was always the one with the answer, whether it was just stumping the ball into Nikola Vucevic, finding him in pick and rolls, or letting Terrence Ross come off a screen and fire. Whether it was Ken Birch getting a block, or Jonathan Isaac getting a block, or Wessa Wundu making a play defensively. Someone was always there to make the energy play, the Magic needed to preserve their lead, and get going on a run. And by the time the fourth quarter came around, the Magic were draining threes, draining shots, and beating up the opponent. The Magic just played a really solid game against the Toronto Raptors, a really good team even without Kawhi Leonard. And a 113-98 victory is what followed. Just two lead changes in the game, two times the game was tied. Orlando led by as much as 20 points and led for almost the entire night. They scored 20 points off of the Raptors' 13 turnovers compared to just 10 off the Magic's 13 turnovers. They outscored the Raptors 60-48 to in the second half. A really, really, really strong effort overall for the Orlando Magic. And coming off the heels of that loss to Chicago, when they, when they weren't, it seemed completely dialed in. An absolutely essential and perfect effort, perfect response for the Magic in this effort. Orlando, you know, probably should be above the red line at this point. If they'd beaten Chicago, if they'd taken care of the business. But you can't get that back. So Orlando sits a game back of Charlotte for the final playoff spot still. Very much in the race. And very much capable of beating anyone, it feels like. We'll find out about, about, about that on Thursday when the Magic take on the Warriors. But a really solid, strong effort for the Magic to bounce back from that disappointing loss on Friday and to get themselves back on track once again. The team has now won eight of their last ten games. And continue to play exceptionally well. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league. Helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's run through the final stats for you. Terrence Ross in his return to Toronto. 28 points. 9 for 21 shooting, 3 for 8 from beyond the arc. 7 for 7 from the foul line. 9 rebounds as well. Ross was all over the place throughout the night and really doing just Terrence Ross things. You know, I... I'm a big efficiency guy. I like. I, I do subscribe to analytics. I do want to see players taking and making good shots. But you know, Terrence Ross is the guy that you trust to come around a screen and just just fire. Just you want him shooting the ball, and, and that's his big skill. And he's able to get shots in, in such tight spaces and get his shot up quickly and make make him. You know, for the most part, nine for twenty one isn't terrible at the end of the day. Um, it you know it it, it it's not going to kill you. And so this was, you know, a, a really, you know, not the best effort, but the, the, the thing is, though, with, with, with Terrence Ross is when he gets himself going, when he starts getting on that role, which he did in that fourth quarter, he becomes a, such a difficult player for opponents to, to, to stop. 
because you can't stop him. He comes off those screens and fires so quickly that he doesn't need a lot of space to shoot. And so he got himself into a rhythm. He was cutting real well off the ball. The Magic were finding him. He got a couple of really nice dunks in the fourth quarter. That set up his three-point game. And really, it was that's what turned this game into a rout. It was Ross got hot in the fourth quarter, and there was nothing the Raptors could do. So, you know, this is the kind of game we expect from Terrence Ross overall. This is also becoming the kind of game we expect from Nikola Vucevic. 23 points, 10 for 17 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. Just filling up the stat sheet. Vucevic is reliable offensively. There's really not a lot to say about his game there. He was making shots. He was getting into the paint. He was stretching the floor real well. Um, defensively, I thought he played really well. I think it took him a little while to figure out the, the angle he needed to set and kind of the line he needed to draw uh, against with Marcus Gasol able to stretch the floor. And it's, I think he still struggles with some of the stretch bigs. But once he figured that out, he was as good as he's been all year, locking down the paint, keeping opponents from, from finding good lanes to the basket and finding passing lanes. I mean, I, I, I've said this pretty much every time. What really impresses me about Vucevic is how he uses his hands. He's not a shot blocker. We know that. It's been a complaint for six years. But he uses his hands and his length and his and the length that he does have in the arms and his arms to to really close down passing lanes and make it difficult. And, and again, I keep going back to to what Steve Clifford has, has said describing him. He's not a rim protector. He's a lane protector. You don't even get into the lane on drives against him when, when he's on defensively, which I think he was, especially in the second half in this game. So I thought a really strong game from Nikola Vucevic. Jonathan Isaac, 16 points, 5 for 11 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 2 blocks as well. Um, kudos to Jonathan Isaac here. Picked up two fouls very early in the game. Steve Clifford left him in, which is, again, a real big sign of trust. And Isaac stepped up to the challenge. He was extremely strong defensively throughout the game, no matter who he was guarding, whether it was Pascal Siakam, whether it was... Uh, whether it was OG Ananobi, you know, wh- whoever it was. Isaac was strong. He was good in the help side. He did a good job helping protect the rim, protecting the paint as well. Um, but offensively, continues to show more confidence. Yeah, he's still missing some shots and missing some shots badly. But he is still comfortable and confident enough to take shots. He runs the floor real well. Um, good bounce back game for Isaac after struggling in Friday's game. Um, if this becomes the norm for Isaac, it's the Magic are in good shape. I, I think his game's going to continue to grow in the offseason. DJ Augustin with 12 points, 5 for 6 shooting, 2 for 2 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, Jaron Grant playing for Isaiah Briscoe. I'll talk about him in a moment. 7 points, 3 for 5 shooting, 7 assists for him. Ken Birch, only 4 points, 4 rebounds, 2 steals and a block. But I thought played really good defense throughout the night. He had a couple goal tens, but I don't mind giving up a goal tend here or there to tell, tell the guy he's not going to get the ball in the hoop. Um, Birch, uh, just, he does such a good job defensively. He's really playing with confidence and in a good rhythm. Um, Magic certainly need that as well. So I uh, really liked what, what, what Birch did throughout the game. Um, and finally, just one more guy to talk about here, Aaron Gordon. Uh, it, it, he struggled uh, on Sunday. There's no doubt about that. Seven points, two for 11 shooting, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. Um, it, it's frustrating, be, and I think you could feel the frustration from him offensively. Uh, that he is getting good looks, he is taking good shots, he is not forcing offense. These aren't off wild drives. These are open shots that he is missing. These are post ups against smaller defenders that he is missing. And sometimes there's not much you can do. But Gordon's had an up and down year with the shooting, uh, and that's obviously going to be a big point of contention for him this summer to take his game to the next level. Um, 
you know, again, it's, it, that's a broken record for, for his entire career. Uh, but what, what was really impressive about Gordon here, though, is he still did a lot of other things. He didn't let that frustration about his shooting, and certainly he kept shooting the ball, which you like from him. He didn't let that frustration affect other aspects of his game. Grabbed seven rebounds, was really active on the glass, dished out six assists, so when he was driving, he found people, he was moving the ball. So if he didn't have a good shot, he was getting guys good shots. So add in making shots, and Gordon would have had an A-plus game. And the Magic would have won by a lot more. It would have been a lot more comfortable to win. But Gordon obviously has to make shots to make make a bigger difference. Um, also of note, Pascal Siakam, Gordon's assignment, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 3-for-10 shooting. Thought Gordon did was such a huge help guarding him. Siakam, no offensive rebounds. Uh, so I thought Gordon was a big help guarding him and keeping him off the, uh, you know, keeping him off the scoreboard. That was a big reason why the Magic were able to win because they were relying solely on Lowry and Gasol. And Lowry had moments where he looked really aggressive and really strong, but overall, uh, it felt like Toronto was just waiting for someone to take over. And, and Gasol isn't quite there yet. You could tell they're they're still learning him. Ibaka had some moments. Lowry had some moments, uh, but overall, Toronto just couldn't sustain much of anything. Orlando shoots 46.2% from the floor, 14 for 36 from beyond the arc, 15 for 20 from the foul line. They defeat the Toronto Raptors 113 to 98. The Magic are next in action Tuesday against the New York Knickerbockers. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I skipped over, I mentioned him briefly, but I skipped over Jaron Grant. So so why did Jaron Grant play? I mean, I think it's you know widely known that this has not been Jaron Grant's best season. His shooting numbers are pretty much in line with his career numbers, shooting 39.8% from the floor, 32.6% from three, 47.8% effective field goal percentage. Pretty much in line with with his career numbers. 2.8 assists per game, again, pretty much in line with his career numbers. But his field goal attempts per game, nearly cut in half, cutting more in half, uh, and averaging only 4.1 points per game, a career low. It, it, It has been a bad year for Jaron Grant. You don't need the stats to tell you that if you've been watching him. He just hasn't been able to get the Magic organized and into their offense. He hasn't been able to provide the driving that they need. His defense has been okay but inconsistent. His offense, he's just not able to generate offense and 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 tell and get the Magic going. Uh, and that's ultimately why, you know, the statistics probably supported this and the Magic ultimately decided to start playing Isaiah Briscoe in that second unit. But Briscoe wasn't available in this game. Briscoe suffered a concussion either in Friday's game or at Saturday's practice and is in the NBA's concussion protocol. So he is out. Certainly he was out Sunday. It's very possible he'll be out Tuesday. And so once again, the Magic are turning to Jaron Grant. Now, the the Jaron Grant numbers that I just said are, are not enough in a contract year. This is a season that Jaron Grant needed to prove that he could still man the NBA point guard position. That he could still be that guy for any team in the league as a restricted free agent. 
And he didn't deliver. Obviously, he got moved to the bench. But he stayed ready. And, you know, as as much as Grant has struggled and there's still, you know, a question of can he do it again Tuesday night against New York if he has to play, the question then becomes, can he do it again? But, but, but really, the issue now is, can he continue to step up? And what does stepping up the way that Grant did mean for the Magic? Grant in Sunday's game, seven points, three for five shooting, made his only three-pointer, seven assists, plus seven, plus minus. It was a solid outing. Maybe because the expectations are so low, but it was a solid outing. And outside of a stretch in the second quarter where Kyle Lowry really took it to him and you could kind of see Kyle Lowry get that all-star glimmer in his eye, Grant was extremely effective. He got the magic into their offense. He ran great pick-and-roll sets, finding Ken Birch on a, on a roll one time. He organized the offense well, and he played some fantastic defense. I think he had one play where he stripped a guy clean on a drive, just reached down and grabbed the ball from him. It was impressive stuff, especially for a guy that has essentially been out of the rotation now for almost two months, if not a month and a half or more. Grant stayed ready when the moment came. He remained professional. He you know, waited for his opportunity. He kept working for an opportunity when it came. And Briscoe's played great, and the Magic certainly are not going to give, but, and when Briscoe comes back, Briscoe will go back into the rotation. But Grant stayed ready for this moment. Steve Clifford has said in the past, you know, as he's made, as he's explained rotation changes and, and, and issues there, he said, we're going to need everybody to win and make the playoffs. At some point, everyone will get their turn. Everyone will get their opportunity. Everyone will get their chance. Because it's just so hard to get through an 82-game season with everyone making it through healthy. And the Magic have been very fortunate with health. Outside of, really, Jonathan Isaac's injury, the Magic have been extremely healthy all season long. And so, and then obviously Bamba's injury now. Um, you know, you forget that one. But at, at each stage of this season, when, when the Magic have made a change, when the Magic have really asked someone to, to step to the plate, for the most part, they have. You know, Jonathan Simmons struggled a bit at the point, but, but there were some good moments there. When Mo Bamba went down, Ken Birch stepped in and has played fantastic as the backup center. Really adding uh, some defensive punch and energy uh, and consistency, to be frank, because Bamba's a rookie and rookies aren't consistent. Adding some consistency that the Magic really needed off that bench. And, and Clifford has finally tinkered and found the right rotation to go along with that. Having Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon play together with that second unit. And really, I think the fact that Grant was ready is a testament to Grant, first and foremost, uh, for, for being ready and staying professional and, and staying engaged with the team, even though he wasn't in the rotation. And a testament to the coaching staff for keeping him ready, 
having him, believing in him when, he, when it was time to believe in him. And having this team work like a machine where you replace one part and it still hums along and plays well. The proof will obviously be in the pudding with, with the Magic you know, playing more games and, and who knows if, if Briscoe will be ready to play on Tuesday. One game does not make a pattern. But it certainly was a good sign against a quality opponent even without Kawhi Leonard. That the Magic got very positive contributions. Perhaps Grant's best contributions of the season. And found themselves beating one of the better teams in the league. Grant, you know, had some poor moments, and and you know, I don't again, I don't think Briscoe's going to lose his job, lose his spot in the rotation. But he was ready, just like Awundu was ready when his turn came, just like Birch was ready when his turn came, just like Isaac is ready now that the Magic are giving him more to do. Everyone's been ready for whatever's been asked of them, and pulling all that together has been vital for the Magic to make this playoff push. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. Once again, the final score, the Orlando Magic defeat the Toronto Raptors 113-98. to Until tomorrow, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.